A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what you're talking about, any conversation is not for nothing. Hello, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and welcome to Not For Nothing, the show where I bring to you all the conversations that I am having or want to have in my regular life. And today, I have again my best friend in all the world, Sarah Cooper. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I wasn't Uh, ready for that. You weren't ready. You were like, mic up, let's go. Um, Well, today, I'm excited to talk to you about this today because I've been thinking about this for a little while because you and I do this all the time. And I'm like, okay, there we are. Let's bring this to the show. People all over the world in every facet of life love to share. Uh, And I'm not talking about your favorite your favorite singer i saw your face when you gleamed your your eyes lit up i was like no 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 not that one but no we it's just instinctual that we watch a tv show or hear a song or see a play or even go to a new restaurant or something and it's just instinctual that we're like i've got to share this right now i've got to tell somebody about this And I just wanted to explore that concept a little bit today and then do a little sharing with you or actually let you do some sharing with me is actually what we're going to be doing. It's not just sharing. It's educating. (laughs) That is true. That's true. Like, I love that you're going to be educating me because some you and I, first of all, let's go into a little bit about yours and my sharing because you and I do share things with each other, the, the, the art and the shows and everything. Yeah. What do you, what is like, what are, um, what are your thoughts on the way that you and I share? What do you, what deems, what is, what is deemed something that's worthy to share with me personally? Well, we're very both receptive to, to sharing and not following through and watching or listening to what we share with each other. That we do do that a lot. (laughs) We do that all the time. Um, (laughs) mostly I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, if I see something, I'm like, this is interesting. I'll probably tell you about it and then be like, you should watch it. And if you do or not, I'll be like, whatevs, because it may not be right. your speed. Um, but here's but- the thing. I think, I think I like a lot more of the stuff that you watch than you like more of the stuff than you like that I watch. You know what I mean? Like, Fair. I'm not a huge TV person. Yeah. Which you are so you trying mm-hmm. to get me to watch a series is going to be very difficult because i have my little niche of tv shows i watch and i don't branch out ever right. um only like just this past week i was like so maybe you should give sex in the city a try because they're coming out with a follow-up series and so i'm going yeah. through and watching it again and i was even like marco poloing you scenes from sex in the city and you would just respond with no thanks (laughs) that scene you sent me was so cringe i hate secondhand embarrassment humor oh do you i hate it it does not appeal to me it's so uncomfortable and so when you sent that to me i was like this is uncomfortable like this is not fun i just love the punchline (laughs) of like we have to leave immediately (laughs) i appreciate that sentiment but um but yeah i because i'm not a huge tv watcher yeah um it takes a lot for me to get into a series. I don't know how many series I have stopped 
like halfway through, even like three episodes before the finale. I'm like, meh. Really? You stopped three episodes before the finale? The last three American Horror Stories, I didn't watch the season finale. Wow. There's literally, there has to be like a sex analogy that I could make there. Of just stopping that close to the end, it's I, how do you do it? How do you? I think st- they call it cuckolding or cuckolding. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's oh. never gonna make it to air. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's done. It, it might as well be a live show. It's called. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> you can Google it and find out. Just I do think- it on incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, because I am the opposite. I will watch a show that I that like I cannot you, not finish a show. Even if it sucks. Even if it sucks. I'm like, well, I'm gonna oh, no. fall through. And like I I mean, which Grey's Anatomy doesn't suck. It's still a good show. It's the quality show, but it's just gone on too long. It's going into its eighteenth like, season. Like General Hospital. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not a terrible show. It's still it's the same quality show, but it's just gone on too long. But I'm still like still watching. I'm like Meredith's still kicking. The only thing I ever have wanted to watch in its entirety purely out of curiosity is All My Children. And you can't even get the original episodes. Yeah, I wish they would do that, but I don't know how like, they would. To me, that would be the only, the whole Susan, the whole Susan Lucci thing. I I would watch it for that mm-hmm. alone because I saw an Oprah special where she went through and talked about all her former lovers. Yeah, that was show, fa- that's fascinating. And I would love <laughs> so to see to me. That. Maybe that. Um, but that's like, that would take forever because there's like 4,000 episodes. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you really want to know Erica Kane's full story, <laughs> I support it. Um, but today we are going to, we are giving the listeners a live sort of in, like in the moment sharing experience because you and I, we we do our tastes in music overlap way more than our tastes in television, but or movies. We, but we also have yeah, or movies too. But we also do, do have very varying dif- uh, degrees of interest in music too. You have a whole world of rock music uh, that I don't have, and I have a lot more, especially country music. I know a lot more yeah. country music than you do, and and like and I would never share. I think you're the same way with rock music. I would never share like the truck and the dog and the farm and the beer songs, but I would share like a Reba song or a Dolly Parton song or something that (laughs) is just like universal message with beautiful country twang and beautiful Mm -hmm. country melodies. And I think you're the same with rock. You wouldn't share just like any, any kind of rock and roll song. No, this list was a teaser taste list because I was like, I could like, cause I don't think, I'm ever going to turn you on to Alice Cooper starting with his weird shit. Like, well, the (laughs) thing is, Alice Cooper is so freaking weird. And that in and of itself makes me so interested in him. Like, I'm just like, I love, and especially the older I get, I I Mm -hmm. love the weirdos that are just like, when in doubt, freak them out situation. Like that face you're making right now. (laughs) No, I was trying to, I have (laughs) I have like notes up and I was trying to make it so I could see more of them and it just covered the whole whole screen. Well, I said, I love weirdos. And then you made the weirdest face. I'm like, yes, yes. You're my best friend for all of life. You're locked in. You don't have to prove I was worried I exited out of the, 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 the screen and I was like, oh no, I've lost it. 
but I fixed it. We're good now. Fantastic. They, I couldn't even see my own face, so I'm sure I did what I did. <laughs> you went. But anyway, so let me explain what we're doing today because... Can we start with how long ago I gave you this list? Yes, we will do that. I okay. do, you, do you remember exact dates? It's been at least two years. Well, I'm just saying, you have this annoying habit of remembering dates to the very hour and I'm just like, it's only been a couple of months. You're like, bitch, it's been three years. And I'm like, okay, it's been three years. Unfortunately, Spotify won't tell me I when I made actually, this playlist. I actually know it hasn't been two years, but it has it's been, been close. It's been very close. It's over a year, I think. I think <laughs> at this point it's over a year because I do remember we uh, where I was. I was in the old apartment, which I moved in April 2020. I was in there, but I think it was very, very early. So it's been a year. Um, but anyway, so a year ago we got to talking about some music and you, and you and I were, I, I would share a Dolly Parton song with you, or I would share, um, another song Reba. with you. Reba. I don't really share too much Reba cause that's <laughs> for some reason. And I don't get it, but Reba's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ethan's mom's like, I don't need her. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm just like, okay. She, I can respect that she has her place and value in yeah. music, in the history of country music. Just not, just not my thing. Well, and I, I just, I don't know. I guess now because she received her Kennedy Center honors on the exact same night Cher did, I kind yeah, of no one cares. linked them into, <laughs> the, like linked them somehow, yeah. you know? Um but no, I, but anyway, so there were some songs you were like, I'd like to share some of my favorite rock songs with you. And I was like, well, okay, I'd love to do that. And you're like, I'm going to make you a list. And then we had been planning to just like suss this out. We never, we were on the fence about making it a, um, a, uh, podcast episode, but I just thought, you know what? I, this is what we do. And I know this is what other people do too. They, they hear a song, they love a song. It becomes part of their sort of you know it becomes part of their identity a little bit this song mm -hmm. and so you want to share it with other people because it also explains a lot about ourselves when we share things with people mm -hmm. um and so that's why we're going to do some sharing today so the way this is going to work i have a list of eight songs and i'm going to listen to them and then we're going to discuss them but we're not going to hear the songs on this podcast because i don't want to pay royalties because I don't make money from this podcast. So we'll just name drop. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell you the name of the song. And if you want to follow along and hear and and uh, do this with us, we'll tell you the name of the song. And I'm gonna play um, some transition music, the same trans transition music I always use on my show why to indicate when I'm listening to the song. That way you'll know exactly when to pause the podcast and go listen to it yourself. And then once you're done listening to the song, come back and and play the podcast again and we'll all be part of the same conversation except we won't hear you you'll just have to be in your car going yeah Comment. that's right sarah's correct and kyle's an idiot um <laughs> so anyway yeah so what are your any thoughts on this list before we get started um i guess i'll say for this this i tried to when i first made it to not do too many artists to narrow it down to three that i consider that are need to knows for rock music yeah and try to hit different because rock is like one of those things like i mean music's become so niche that there's heavy metal there's metal there's soft rock there's 
you know, folk rock, country uh-huh. rock, pop rock, punk rock. Punk rock, I'm not sure even is a assigned genre anymore. It's just whatever is counterculture at the time. Yeah. But so there's so much niche. I tried to pick a, just I narrowed it down to three artists and tried to pick a couple songs from each that I thought wouldn't be too aggressive mm-hmm. um, as far as getting like into the super weird or super like <laughs> may not be politically correct anymore, you right. know, um, but that kind of also is a good taste of who they are and who what they did for rock music as a whole. Yeah. Um, um, and so the list on the list is Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne and who's the other Neil one? Young. Neil Young. Neil Young. Technically, and there's also a Black Sabbath song, but that is Ozzy's OG Ozzy band. Well. Yeah. So. Um, but they are two separate entities. So mm-hmm. before we get into it, I just want to ask you, what is it about Alice Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne, and Neil Young that, like, what is what is it about those three that you're like, okay, mm-hmm. if I'm going to share some music, it needs to be these three people? Because I know you I, like a lot. You've got you love Kiss. Oh, you love, yeah. um, you love what? Who else do you love? <laughs> uh, Kiss, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, really listening to a lot of dead z right now which hopefully they might come out with new music soon um all you know just a variety but i usually my because of my parents i grew up listening to the rock music of the 70s and 80s yeah i think we've we talked about that before um so alice cooper has all is just because i'm very much and same with ozzy in a lot of ways in black sabbath that theatrical expressive right um thing and then neil young i actually haven't listened to a ton of his stuff my dad made me a mix cd of all his favorite neil young songs we still play cds in my in my world mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and but he you know they're kind of three of the most integral part or three more integral parts of rock music ozzy osbourne's considered the prince of darkness that original like goth mm-hmm. g- Alice Cooper's the godfather of shock rock before anyone else in the world was doing it. He did it. And Neil Young, they actually call the godfather of grunge. And he started back in the 60s really? and 70s. He is considered the godfather you know, of grunge. <laughs> and this is and this this might sound really like to people who are listening who are like actual rock, rock and roll fans. This might sound really stupid. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. I'm just I'm going into it. Of Neil Young, I guess I just placed him somewhere between um Somewhere between like John Cocker and and James Taylor, I never thought of him as grunge. I guess I don't really he, know Neil Young's stuff. Yeah, he follows he. Well, you know this one, and I'll say this: one of his biggest songs that anyone will ever know is is from his band Buffalo Springfield, and it's for what it's worth. It's that "Stop, Hey, What's That Sound?" Everybody, oh yeah, yeah, the anti-Vietnam song. Stop. That yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And he also had a separate, another band called Crazy Horse. And then he was, he performed with Crosby, Seals, Nash, and Young was when they added him on, which was a like super group of sorts. But he's, is very into that folksy element. I guess that's why. He's like friends with Joni Mitchell. But he also is very rock and roll. And the best part is, is that he is, to my knowledge, is the only musical artist that has ever been sued for not sounding like himself by his own record label. Wow. He got into so experimental. Experimenting, he went in, and they were like, no, that's they, not what we signed you he, for. 
was exper- getting experimental and trying different electro sounds. And I remember this to this day because back when VH1 was good, before MTV bought it out, they had 100 most shocking moments in rock and roll history. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And one of them was he got sued by his own people for not sounding like Neil Young because he tried some different stuff and they demanded he do a rock album. So he did a doo-wop 50s rock album to kind of say Whoa. eat shit and they sued him. <laughs> Wow, but that, he, that's um, interesting, and that, that yeah, and, well, so, and that is very punk rock to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's very punk rock. Yeah, to um, do that. So he's very yeah. So and I think because he's kind of been one of the I, I don't want to say he's a background character of music, but he's a very talented songwriter. One yeah. of the songs. Well, that and were, and saying that he's. Uh, Crosby, Steals, and Nash, and Joni Mitchell, and and with and probably by extension, he did hang out with James Taylor because he was in that group too, of and Carol yeah. King, and all these, and all these fantastic yeah. songwriters, and um, and that I don't know when I think of that group, and I guess that's why I thought this was a way of Neil Young was like you just think of them as consummate musicians, like consummate, yeah, I would songwriter say- musicians, whereas like Ozzy, and t- correct me if I'm wrong here. Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and even Kiss and some others, they have this fully conceptualized world that is something they step into to become artists, whereas like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young and Crosby, there's, Stills and Nash, yeah. they just kind of live their whole life out in their there's music. a level There's a level of theatrical theatricality that I think that Neil Young probably doesn't carry. Yeah, I or think care he, about I w- maybe. Yeah, I would put him in that singer-songwriter in the, you know, dive bar type yeah. crowd in my head. And um, that's that's what that's the rock music that I gravitate towards, like James Taylor and Carol King at the Troubadour. The Troubadour's here in Los Angeles, and I actually really want to go see music there. I think we should do mm-hmm. that next time you're in town, um, because that's really fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I gravitate more, the easy sound and... <laughs> and stuff and and here this is something you may disagree with and this is just my one little baby opinion that i think is why i gravitate towards taylor swift sometimes is because her process of writing the song and kind of owning it for herself a lot of times especially the um the last two she did during quarantine reminded mm-hmm. me so much of reading carol king's book and knowing Joni yeah. mitchell's process so that's why i gravitated towards taylor I mean- swift a lot but she's She's stuck in this space where Beyonce sets the bar, you know, and, and yeah. that's that's a weird space to be. I do think, I mean, I will give Taylor Swift credit. She is growing up. I mean, I think also the thing is, is that she's my age-ish. So growing up. 89. Her, yeah, she's a little older than you. I thought you were calling me 89 years no, no, old. And I was, was like, born, excuse she you. She was born in December of 89. What the fuck was that? <laughs> she was born in December of 89. Right. So, but <laughs> growing up with her, I've kind of seen that growth and progression uh-huh. because there's nothing wrong with her cutesy music that she first put out. I mean, it was cutesy music and it was great, but it's that, you know, she is kind of matured into her sound. And some people like Adele start there and yeah. some people have to get there. And, you know, mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean, good Lord, if I looked back at the writing I did when I was 15, I wouldn't want it seeing the light of day. Right. Well, and the thing about like Adele, and we'll move on in a minute because we got to get to what we're doing. But the thing about Adele is she does write all of her own music, but her mm-hmm. voice is like Barbara Streisand level, you know? 
Whereas you listen to Carol King. I love Carol King. She's actually one of my favorite singers of all time. She is not the best sounding technical singer. She's got a little bit of, she's got rat. She's she, like Madonna that way. Ah, uh, she's better than Madonna. Madonna. Okay, speak, good. She. Madonna chants at you. <laughs> oh my God, Madonna. Well, we, and I was, I was at lunch today talking about uh, Sean Penn and my friend was telling me her experience of Sean Penn and it was kind of negative. And yeah, I was like, I would well, say so. I said, well, that's a, that sort of matches what I assumed about him because I was like, he married Madonna. Night follows day, doesn't it? <laughs> he also beat the shit out of Madonna. Right, exactly. And I don't so. like that for her. I no, oh no, I'm not excusing it or no, no, no. I don't. That. I'm just that, saying that's a fact. He, that's kind of who Sean Penn right. is. We need to move on. We need to move on. So, okay, let's get to the list. So, what's going to happen is I'm we're going to listen to it and I'm going to give my thoughts and then you're going to sort of tell me what if my thoughts are on you know if I if my thoughts are accurate if I like agree. if you agree yeah basically if you agree or if <laughs> it's that's an opinion something. you can have your and own I'm actually I'm actually really interested to see if my uh reactions to these songs give you new insight as someone who's always loved them yeah so you know do you so, want me to introduce them or are you introducing them you can if you want do you want to uh, I would like sure. that I'm gonna pull it up and play it okay so the first one on the list, because this is the, there is no rhyme or reason to this list. This is just how it ended up in my Spotify. So there is no cohesion here. Um, the first one is War Pigs by Black Sabbath. It is off their second studio album called Paranoid. It was put out in 1970. It was written by the band. And according to Google, it is classified as a heavy metal rock song. <laughs> All right. So, okay, we're going to listen to this song. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk about it. Well, we just listened to War Pigs by the Black Sabbath. And um, again, if you haven't, li if you didn't listen to it and you want to, we're about to break it down. So just pause it and go listen to it real quick on YouTube or um, wherever you want to listen to it. So, mm -hmm. You know, Spotify, whatever. So initial reactions to that is mm -hmm. I was shocked. Like I was very, very, very shocked because. I don't know. I guess just all I know. I grew up in a generation. Well, we did too. Like if you didn't specifically be sort of have this Black Sabbath thrust upon you by someone mm -hmm. or you sought them out. What years in my age generation knew of Ozzy Osbourne was the Osbournes on MTV. Mm -hmm. And so he was a personality before he was a musician for me. And he right. was weird AF is how yeah. I you know and so drugs I just, will do that to you <laughs> i just I mean, didn't i didn't expect to block to like a black sabbath song that much yeah like, um because i i was like wow very long intro and then i it was redundant because very yeah. long very long outro as well because yeah guitar solos seem to be their thing right well yeah it's all <laughs> it's a my um and to me that intro it's one of those things and i kind of it is if once you if you are a fan or you like I mean that's one of those it's like the equivalency of the opening of Bohemian Rhapsody you just know what that yeah. song is two seconds you well, know I will I will be that way with with War it's Pits now from now on yeah it'll be a build up and I was trying to look it up because I didn't specifically because I don't know my history because um, 
1970 was the year the U.S. invaded Cambodia during the the Mm -hmm. Vietnam War. And this song wasn't actually written as a direct commentary on that. It just happened to come out around the same time as the Vietnam War was happening. It wasn't written in response to it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also was seeing that apparently when it came out, it was not selling that well as a single. But it's now considered... Probably this person said that is considered possibly the greatest metal anti-war song there is. Really? Um, yeah. I just thought metal would be harder than that. Like yeah. a lot more. Well, this is 70s. This is the other thing. This is 70s metal when it got started. Yeah. Because nowadays you ha- like, I mean, it, everything grows in extreme. Mm-hmm. So 70s metal is way different than what we see now as what the new people are doing. Yeah. Um, I, well, and the second note I had of myself, cause I was just kind of like writing, scribbling, yeah. scribbling <laughs> of my initial thoughts as I was having them. And I wrote yeah. down great voice. Like who's, who's singing? That's Ozzy. He's the That's lead singer. Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. And I will say this. I did make a note that he was kicked out of Black Sabbath eventually due to his substance abuse problems. So he really? only made a couple of albums when they first came out with them because he was so into drugs and alcohol that they finally said you a mess yeah you know i mean um but that's his and he of course if you my dad jokingly said if we if the people he knows that goes and sees him live now you can't understand what he's saying anymore i mean he sounds like he did on the osborne show which is really sad i mean it's sad to see something that you know profound that that Mm -hmm. substance abuse can do that much damage to you over time yeah well and i don't know i just it's interesting because um, Sharon Osborne, his wife, and mm-hmm. Kelly Osborne, his second mm-hmm. daughter, because he has three children. Most people don't even know that because the oldest daughter Amy. was never on the on the Osborne. <laughs> she didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but both Sharon and Kelly have made some very problematic statements in mm-hmm. in time, and uh, it's just I don't know. It's just interesting to to hear. Because to me, this song was very prolifically nuanced for mm-hmm. the message it was sending. It was a very right. political message of you, the the politicians, screw everything up and keep war going on yeah. purpose to, you know, for their and fun. And we have to remember, this is a British band. This isn't... Yeah. Black Sabbath I, is a British band. So, and it's it's shows that it's a universal thing too we also americans are very egocentric and narcissistic yeah we think it's all about us when in reality everyone <laughs> you know can have similar problems mm-hmm. um yeah so and and the, the like i was very impressed with like the guitar solos because i mean i think when it comes to rock and roll people don't realize like just how talented the musicians are mm-hmm because that was that that was a lot of talent in those rock yeah. and roll or in those guitar solos. Um but yeah, I was just overall I would say I'm a fan of Black Sabbath if I have to choose <laughs> yes or no based on this one song. I'm what a fan. Song? <laughs> um yeah. because I, well and and I like this song enough to dig a little deeper yeah. on other Black Sabbath songs. And now that you've said he only made a couple of albums because he got kicked out, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Um, who are the other members of so, Black Sabbath? I have to. I don't want to miss say miss say names because I confuse people all the time. Just, well, the other thing is, is he did come back. 
I figured there like, were, after he cleaned up his there act, were, he'd be like, come on back. <laughs> there were hiatuses. There were solo records done. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not sure I've ever heard this man's last name pronounced, so when I say it wrong, y'all can all shame me. Yeah. T- Tony Iomi mm. the, is the guitarist that is probably, he wrote a lot of the music in my to my knowledge he was one of the front runners of the songwriting aspect um billy bill ward excuse me and um geezer butler geezer butler yeah he was the bassist cool <laughs> you know his real name is not geezer obviously um, that's his I nickname, assume but, not. <laughs> but ozzy's real first name is john so yeah. let's just say it <laughs> well but, um, yeah, tony is probably one of the more prominent composer songwriters of the mm-hmm. group yeah um but yeah i think it's and it's there are more and of course not every it's kind of like when you first hear bohemian rhapsody and think everything queen does is going to sound like that it's obviously not right <laughs> but it's probably to me it would i would consider that they're probably most recognizable song mm-hmm. that people like holy shit what the black uh the the war pigs the war pigs yeah yeah um, all right. Well, what is next on our list? So next on our list, because again, it's in no particular order, is probably the song that I wanted you to hear the most out of this. And it is Only Women Bleed. It is by Alice Cooper. Um, this is off from 1975. This is off there. This is funny. So Alice Cooper was a <laughs> band. Alice Cooper was a band. And then he was alice cooper who he is today his band disbanded so this is off his first solo album even though he has a band backing him called welcome to my nightmare um it's classified as soft rock and it's called only women bleed (laughs) yeah all right so we're gonna listen to alice cooper only women bleed and we'll be right back Right, that was well. I, I was I was just about to say that was Alice Cooper for uh, "Only Women Bleed," but you didn't hear it on this podcast. You had to leave here to go listen to it on your own streaming platform <laughs> of your choice. But we just listened to Alice Cooper "Only Women Bleed." Um, I that one's that one's interesting. I want to mm-hmm. hear why you love that one so much. So it's kind of twofold. Um, one thing I. One thing that I find hysterical is that people, when they heard the title, when it first came out, they assumed it was about menstruation, which <laughs> not, if you can tell, it's yeah. not, um, and that it wasn't intended to be a feminist anthem, but it kind of became one. Um, in reality, one of my favorite things about it is that, and I finally found the quote, because it took me all day, because I knew it existed, but I couldn't find the quote, but he, when he did an interview for Cream Magazine, which... If you throw back cream was a huge rock magazine back in the day. That was kind mm. of your goal was to get in that, be recognized by that magazine. Um, oh, really? He did that song with two others. And he said, he, I did those songs totally out of spite. I kept reading so many interviews and articles that said I was never considered musical best rock show they ever saw, but musically lacking. And they kept saying I was a performer, did, but didn't write anything. So I said, oh, yeah, wait till you hear this. And he wrote this ballad basically saying, don't call me a hack, you know, because mm-hmm. he was known as the showman, you know, kind of this villain persona that was all fluff music. Have, if, yeah. Um, so I kind of appreciate that 
when they sat down to try to write something of value to be beyond that it wasn't a love song it was about domestic violence and kind of how women especially take the brunt of most of it yeah looking at that time period um and that when he sings it live in concert he doesn't say he he says i Oh, I wow. smoke and drink. I don't don't come home at all, um, which just kind of adds an element to it. So it kind yeah. of was this um, more human side of a showman rock so villain. This is not a literal bleed. It's more of a bleeding heart, a begging, battered, yeah, battered, like begging you to stop this, stop yeah. treating me this way. Yeah, um, a lot of people kind of look at it as like a bleeding heart and soul, and even physically bleeding, like yeah. from violence, but not like a gore. You know, yeah, like the, I, yeah, the women, okay. the women are on the receiving end, I guess. Well, and and the fact that that was that's sort of a departure from their what they had been known for prior to that. That's really interesting. I love yeah. when, and that's the thing. And I don't mean to hate on Madonna, but. She, it's just so this easy. is a madonna hating channel <laughs> like i've always said i wish i love it when singers do something different like mm-hmm. they just they try something new after mm-hmm. they've made their niche in the world they they've gotten their fame for something they try something new like i know that uh, to me the only truly successful person to do it time and time and time again multiple times is share in yeah. my opinion, because like every decade she had a different sound and yeah. she became, and, and every decade she became known for that sound. Like right. that was her signature sound every decade. And I'm like, okay, but then that's, that's not the rule. That's the exception to the rule. But right. like Cindy Lauper, she moved to Memphis and wrote a blues album. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and food and, fighters are covering the Bee Gees. They've got yeah, a new album I mean, of Bee Gees covers, but there you are. So I really do love it when they do that. And and the reason I, I was hating on Madonna right there is because Madonna doesn't do that. She doesn't change yeah. her sound. I mean, she did a little in the 90s. She changed it. She did a little like Americana sound in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But then she went right back to, you know, yeah, what she but, tried. But anyway, um, this song, <laughs> this song I, I really like that this is an, a, a departure. Did After this song came out, did they start... Did Alice Cooper start experimenting with his sound again more? Oh, no. Um, I will say this album... Or he was album, just like, see, I told you I could, and then he went back to what he knew. Pretty much. I mean, I think some yeah. of his newer stuff, you know, and he also is in a super group now with Johnny Depp called Hollywood Vampires, um, uh, which does a lot of music covers, but it's all very it's all very rock-based. Um, he's kind of done up some stuff, but it is very that very 70s rock sound. Um, yeah. But I just appreciate this song because on this album as a whole, which is probably one of my favorites as a completed album, because um, I like a lot of his music from different albums. Like you have this beautiful song and then you have a song called Cold Ethel, which is about necrophilia mm-hmm. and bodies and freezers. <laughs> um, so, Ooh. yeah, so it's kind of but it just kind of there is a range there. And I just think. I mean. Any rock group at this point in time worth their weight in, in anything is going to have to have one ballad of yeah. some style. I mean, Motley Crue has a ballad. So, <laughs> like, you've got, like, at, if anything, every rock band is going to have at least one. Um, and yeah. th- he's got some other slow songs. Um, this is probably the one that's he's most known for and that did really well mm-hmm. because it just hit a chord and people were like, holy shit balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, and yeah. he is not known as being this beautiful, magical singer. Like he's not. He was pretty good, though. I, I mean, it's good, but it's nice. not. But it's not like you know Steven Tyler or some you know people who yeah. are or Freddie Mercury who are known for these magical me- singing voices. Yeah. But it's got a good sound, and it's kind of cool that it became probably an unintentional staple, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I just have always really appreciated, and I appreciate that it was done out of spite because I think that is a great motivation in life. Is I mean, to prove people I, wrong and be spiteful. <laughs> Again, uh, well, and Reba has this quote that she said, don't ever tell me what a woman can't do in country music because I'll die trying. Right. Like, And that's, and you know, and that's, and that's the same. I think, I think that's the mark of a true, like, someone who really wants to do well and make the And mark. to prove people wrong. And to yeah. prove people wrong. Just like, well, you think I can't sing a ballad? Watch me do it. I'll even write the damn thing. Right. So, he wrote this um, with, an, with another, with another man, Dick Wagner, um, who's, really well who was writing for a lot of people like alice and um yeah. kiss in that time period so give a shout out to those people too the songwriters they you know so people, right. lyri- mean, lyricists that's, don't yeah. always get enough credit so they really don't because i mean this was the lyrics were great like it, it painted a picture and that's interesting yeah um so the next song on our list is what's the next song on our list? it is mama i'm coming home by ozzy osbourne this is his from his sixth studio album and it's actually put out in 91 so it's a little bit more recent compared to 1970 Mm -hmm. um and i would be surprised if you had not heard this before i I wonder i don't know like it sounds familiar but um i'll i'll see and we're going to listen to mama i'm coming home by (laughs) ozzy osbourne All right, we just listened to Ozzy Osbourne, Mama, I'm Coming Home. I hope you listen to it with us so that you can follow along with this meandering conversation into the world of rock music for my education of Kyle <laughs> from Sarah Cooper. What'd you think? So I it, I like that one. Like I, okay. I wrote down, um, uh, ooh, this is good commentary, <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> uh, good commentary. Like, I don't know. The first lyrics were just so relatable. Mm-hmm. Like it's been yeah. so long and I'm changed. Like well, I forget what the lyrics were, but like, you I'm know not, why? Oh, it's been so long and I'm not the same or something. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you know where it came from, right? What? Have you, so this song um, came from when Ozzy was on tour, he would call Sharon towards the end of it and say, mama, I'm coming home. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah, so that's kind of all, that. is why I thought it was special. And it was actually yeah. written by, um, fun fact, the lyrics were written by Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead, um, well, which is kind go. of interesting to know um, with Ozzy and with Ozzy's guitarist, Zach Wild, which, yeah. again, just a side note, but I thought that was interesting because I didn't realize Lemmy Kilmeister would write a beautiful ballad. I'm sorry yeah. I didn't give him more credit. Um, but yeah, I've always just, because it's kind of one of those powerful, like you can, it's very... Um, not mushy like sentimental but it's kind of this conversation about you know mm-hmm. coming back like the prodigal child yeah um coming home type deal to me is how i've always interpreted it especially and it does show a softer sort of remorseful side to rock and roll too. yeah so, so I've, that's always been one of my favorites <laughs> I, I i just it just kind of hit me though listening to this third song on the list um is it 
Um, is it like a requirement to have a guitar solo? In life, yes. Everyone should have a guitar solo at least <laughs> I once. I mean, like, to make I, a good it's rock kind of, album, like, you need yes. a guitar solo. I mean, rock really comes, there's always kind of a good, like, the electric guitar is going to always be an integral part of the sound. Um, yeah. I think that goes back to Chuck Berry, like, <laughs> that you have to have a good rock guitar moment. Um mm-hmm. So, yes, most of these songs will have a guitar solo of some form. Well, now, (laughs) it's interesting to see how things change because, like, the Black Sabbath song we listened to uh, at the very beginning, War Pigs, they had the longest intro. They had a rock, uh, or they had a rock guitar solo, Uh and then they had a very long outro, and now it's like, by 1991 with Mama, I'm Coming Home, we didn't have an intro where he just started singing and we didn't have an outro. He finished singing, but they still had a shorter rock <laughs> well, solo or rock guitar solo in the middle. The most infamous guitar solo is going to be Leonard Skinner's Free Bird. That's yeah, an 11 minute song, and I'm pretty sure five of it, five of those minutes is a guitar solo in yeah, the middle. And, and I know that song because I mean, I'm from Alabama <laughs> well, and I, I if grew you up didn't in a know that song. Yeah. Uh, I do know some Guns N' Roses and Leonard Skinner. And, well, that's, I'm glad you're more educated than I thought. <laughs> right. And, you know, free bird. So, but yeah. Um, so, but this is probably like in my core, one of my favorite songs ever. Really? Yeah. He's that's, actually that's got a lot of good ballads, which is kind of weird because you don't associate Ozzy Osbourne with ballads. Yeah. But he's got a lot of good ones. Do you think, like, because even before the Osbournes, he and Sharon were sort of famously married in yeah, rock and she, roll. She was a manager that bagged the, the lead singer. Right. I mean, so <laughs> do you think, like, just having that, did that change his persona of my wife and kids and, and, and gave him, like, a freer space to sing ballads in a way that other rockers might not yeah. be able to get away with? Or even, like, it just doesn't... I organically fit. I mean, to me, again, I would be hard for me to say because of looking back. Um, I would think in my mind, Ozzy Osbourne, at least now, and I would even say probably by the 90s, was in a space of I'm going to do what I want. I've paid my dues, Mm -hmm. which I think that, you know, people who are in the business long enough kind of get there. You know, I yeah. my label's not going to tell me what I'm going to put out. I've paid my dues. I've got well, the credit behind me to say right. this is what I want to try. This is what I want to do. And I don't understand why certain people don't get to that space. Because if you're ma- if you've made enough hits, like if you've got some hits that you're going to get residuals on, and you know that you can always go out on the road and make some cash for your you know your income, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you wouldn't just do what you want to do at that point. But some people don't. Some people are still chasing well, the the money, the awards, yeah. well, the notoriety. I and- think it's also your label and your management at that point because because I know more information than I should about one person. Uh-huh. In 2003, Cher put out an album called Not Commercial because she went to a writing songwriting thing, wrote and recorded an entire album, and her, and her label's like, we're not putting this out. That's not very commercial. So she put it out on her website called not commercial. There you go. I would and do the same thing. She that, has enough fantastic. money to do that. And, you know, yeah. I would say some of these people probably do, but some of these up and comers, you kind of sell your soul to a label to get right. anything. Um, mm-hmm. except for now with the internet, you can self produce a lot more than you could yeah. before. That's true. All right. So we're gonna do one more 
song this for this episode, and then next week we're gonna come back and finish the list. Okay. So, what's the next song on our list? Um, one that I think you will be obsessed with. It is "Stolen Prayer." Um, again by Alice Cooper from his 1994 album "The Last Temptation." I just wanted to add real quick before we address this, talking about artists being able to do their own music. Um, Britney Spears is a prime example of someone who's not. So hashtag free Britney. Anyway, continue. Right. There we are for that <laughs> one, too. I'm I'm fully on board with that statement. Cosign and deliver. Um, so, uh, so this one, uh, that Stolen was, Prayer. Yeah. From Alice Cooper. I, I like that one. Like I, I thought you would. It's an interesting message of... I don't know what I'm supposed to take from it, but I guess it's like poetry. You take what you take. And what I took was we're all talking and, you know, everybody's trying, like everybody's saying what they think they should be saying and doing what they think they should be doing. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you. Yeah. This, the album it came from, I've not listened to in its entirety, but it's called The Last Temptation. And my understanding is the entire album is set at a carnival of sorts. Like there's a theme through it, the album. And um, I like that. I miss that in, in albums. In music. Yeah. Because they used to have a theme running through it. Like, yeah. um, and now if you want a theme running through it, you got to do an HBO special like lemonade, but you know, yeah, but this was written um, by Alice and Chris Cornell of audio slave and sound garden. Rest in Ooh. peace for, for to him. Um, but when I was looking up online, because I usually try to find, uh, when, especially doing this, what the artist says it's about, um, the person who sang it and, you know, just their opinion. But what I could find is based on most online opinions, because I couldn't find anything about this song on its own, was it's about religion. Like religion and sobriety were the two main themes that people uh, seem to have taken yeah. away from it. Um but I've always just like you tell me one size fits all like an old straight jacket. I've always just really appreciated that analogy. That was one of my favorites. Um, and and especially the third verse when he's yeah. screaming like an old straight jacket. Yeah. Um, so but this I so, found yeah. actually off my dad when after our first Alice concert, he gave me his <laughs> classics, but it's spelled like S I C K S at the end, classics album. And it was uh, just be- instantly became one of my favorites. I feel like it's probably not a song I would ever hear live in concert. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not one of those types of songs, but I just have always really liked it. Haven't you heard Alice Cooper live? Twice. Twice and I would yeah. do it again because he's <laughs> on tour with Ace Freely, who was the original guitarist of Kiss. And they're going Ooh. Montgomery to Nashville. And I'm hoping they tag Huntsville in there like they do sometimes last minute. They add extra yeah. shows on. Either way, um, you can get to Nashville pretty quick. Yeah, I could. Or Birmingham, Montgomery. Um, yeah. Montgomery's, yeah. li- Montgomery's kind of a stretch for you. It's like three hours, but yeah, that's not you cool. can I was do gonna... it if you want to see Alice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, his live again, his live shows have always been really fantastic, and he does a because he's been around since the seventies. He does a large variety of his hits over time. Yeah. Um, but again, this I don't think this would qualify as a concert worthy song. But I've always just. Again, another good ballad. See, I've always really liked I it, and I started. Like I think you could do a third, you know, like a yeah. third quarter 
yeah. pause for a little bit of a, a, a slower interlude, song yeah. interlude like this. And you could do some real, like, let the band show off a little in this in this. Yeah, during his, the solo. his band right it. now is fantastic. The people he has playing with him. He's got one of the top guitarist in the world on his team nita strauss also a female oh, wow. guitarist See? so and i've already and i've heard of her so that's something yeah um i started yeah. laughing because he had a guitar solo in there and i've until you've said that it's never i've never crossed my mind once that there's a guitar really? solo in every and now ballad. you'll never not <laughs> see i did it i did it yay i knew that i could change your insight on rock and roll um but i really appreciate i didn't really ni- realize it was in the song until the very 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 end after he had stopped singing that through the whole song he had a gospel organ playing mm. as well and i really i was like that's cool that's that's a classy yeah. touch i like that i like the the, the love is in the details when you're making yeah. art and that was really cool um so that's half of our list but we are out of time for today we, so we're gonna come we talk back too next much. week <laughs> well, I don't think we talked too much because I was thinking next week um, we're going to do the other four. We're going to start right at the top of the show doing four songs on the list from you. And then I might show you a song or two of mine just to kind of like change, it you up. know, tit for tat. <laughs> and I'm already um, getting your next list together, too, just for your own education. Oh, whether that's it's exciting. Pod- whether it's podcast related or not. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing. That that's the whole point of this show. We always want to share the things we love with the people we love. Um, at least give it a try. Like we at least want them to try. Like we don't get disappointed mm-hmm. if they're like, nah, not for me. But it's like you just I don't know, I guess it's sort of um sort of a way of bearing your soul a little bit mm-hmm. to somebody you love and like like this is something of me and I don't need you to love it, but I need you to understand it. And that's that's what we did today, and I'm really glad that we did this. Um, I hope that everybody took the time to listen to the songs with us. I know that that is a lot of work compared to what you know, just popping an episode and on. And if you did, and just write down the just write down the titles and go right. look it up. It's it's worth looking up because I it made me more of an appreciative person of rock and roll music. Um, so yeah, um, next week we will continue the list. Uh, but until then, follow Sarah Cooper at... You can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Cat Cooper. I tweet the government, my frustrations with them, and weird thoughts I have at work. And also follow her on Instagram at SadieMay57. And if you haven't gotten your vaccinations, guys, go ahead and get those vaccinations because it's time to go out and live a life. And if you... <gasps> Don't want to be considered an asshole. Wear your mask when you're asked to, but don't wear it when you're not asked to because we are moving on with life and I hope that you are out there doing fun things. I was wrapping this up, but Sarah is waving her arms. So what's no, up, lady? No, just saying, going back to your life, I'm going to my first concert in over a year this Friday. It's an outdoor venue and I'm you so You look excited. like you were surprised by that. Are you surprised? I, I'm surprised that it's this Friday because I'm not prepared, but I just remembered that it's been over a year and I'm going... This Friday, What's my the first show? concert, uh, Black Jacket Symphony is presenting the Eagles Hotel California album. Whoa, so, that's I, a good one. Like, a, I yeah. love the Eagles. Like, I, I do. Yeah. I like the Eagles. So it's uh, my first one in over, over a year. And yeah. it is outdoors, of course. So, but i'm just excited that's it so get vaccinated so i can go inside where the ac is okay so (laughs) i'm just gonna be real y'all screwed this up for sarah when she was trying to see Cher. so do not screw this up for her get your vaccinations we got shows to see 
We've got yes. things to do. We're going to Vegas this year. I'm planning it. I'm trying to make it happen. But until oh. then, listen to the songs we put out there. And I hope everybody has a great week. And I'll see you next week. I'll just keep texting this boy while this is happening. Do it. You're texting a boy? I knew that was going to get you. Uh. <laughs> we'll talk about him later. Okay. <laughs>